0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reineck. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. I've been thinking a lot lately about finding value stocks in this hot stock market. It's not easy right now. I'm sure most of you are realizing that as well. Growth is still in charge. I know I sound like a broken record, but it is true And the street is willing, seemingly willing to pay almost anything for that growth stock. So this week, a lot of interesting growth stock news um, has been put out, especially with the new IPOs. Lyft is going IPO shortly and then Uber is going to follow. And then perhaps we're going to get the Pinterest one as well. But with Lyft about to go IPO, we are getting a lot of information now about how the company has performed, what they see going into the future and all of that. And it's not making any money as we know, we already knew this, but when you see it just like written there in their filing papers, it like kind of hits home. About uh, what's going on at the ride-sharing companies, and it actually did warn in its papers, as it has to do, that it may never be profitable. It doesn't know, so it can't say that it will. Uh, but there's some some who are saying that the Lyft, and then when we get the Uber, those IPOs are at the, that signals some kind of peak of this growth stock market because both of them lost over a billion dollars last year. I think it was like 1.8 at Uber and that's actually an improvement because it was even worse the year before, but now they have that new CEO and he's trying to cut the costs, get the those losses down to something that is I guess respectable. I guess being under 2 billion is better than being over 2 billion. But everyone seems eager to be buying into these when they go IPO. And it does give me a little bit of a reminder about what was happening in the 1990s, because there were a lot of IPOs with companies that weren't making any money back then, and people were buying them no matter what the cost was. And then it got a little bit, you know, out of control at the late 1990s, like at the very end, 1999, 2000. Before it all finally ended, as we know in the dot com bust, right now, I don't feel like we're in the dot com bust uh, position because it's not it's not the mania, the super huge speculation. Obviously, Lyft and Uber have been in business now for a number of years. They are being pretty heavily vetted here, and there's not like a lot of surprises in in what the Lyft paperwork was telling us about the company. But that being said, I do feel like these IPOs now coming when they are, are another indicator that this is still the growth stock market. And for us value investors, it's just a little bit more difficult now to find the value stocks in these conditions. So today I wanted to screen for value stocks again, and I've done screens before, but today I thought I'd share my favorite secret value screen. And this one doesn't get as much love as some of the others even the basic one that I've covered before, but this one can uncover some hidden value gems that the others do not. Um, So let's go through the different parameters of the screen. The first thing I wanna put in is always the Zach's rank, so I'm putting that in, and I'm gonna include the Zach's rank number ones, those are the strong buys, and the Zach rank number twos, which are just the buys. So for the number ones that is a very exclusive company and there're only 214 of those right now and then the number twos a little less exclusive but still um you know a nice uh smaller grouping there's 638 of those so combined that's a universe of 852 stacks now remember the Zacks rank is the short term recommendation of just 1 to 3 months and it's based on the analyst estimates, not the fundamentals. Nobody's listening in on the conference calls and then changing the Zach's rank. They're changing it, or the computer is, when the analysts change their estimates, their earnings estimates. So when those change, the rank changes. So what we want is stocks that are growing their earnings. We want the estimate revisions from the analysts to be higher. That means something good is probably going on if they're raising those estimates. Either the company came out on a conference call or an investor day and said, we're raising our guidance or this these really good things are going on or we acquired this company, then the analysts will go in and raise their estimates uh, to get in line with what the company is saying and all the good news. On the flip side, think about like a FedEx. It's warned two quarters in a row now and um, those estimates keep getting cut. So they were cut the first quarter they warned, and now they've warned again they're going to get cut again. It's not surprising that they are you know, going to be a number four sell or number five strong sell with those estimates being cut. And to be honest, you want to buy the company where the earnings are in the decline? No. We want, we want earnings growth. We want it to be going the other way. We want to be like, yeah, they killed it. That's what we're looking for. So that's why I include the Zacks Rank in my screens because um, it's a good way to narrow down the universe of stocks to those that hopefully uh, you know, have something good going on with their earnings. And then, okay, so that's just the first segment. The second uh, part of the screen, I did wanna add the, the secret value fundamentals and that secret um, screen tool is the price to sales. And I've talked about it in the past. A lot of people don't use it, but price to sales could be very, very effective for finding good hidden value stocks. Now, we wanna look for a ratio under one. So why, why is it? Why do we choose one? Because if we get a ratio of like say 0. 0.7, that means we're paying 70 cents for every dollar of sales by that company. So essentially the stock is on sale. We're getting the sales at a cheaper price. And that's what we want to do as a value investor. And sales also are really hard to fake by companies. I'm not saying that some companies can't do it, um, but it's not as common. (laughs) It's not as common as like kind of messing around with earnings to make sure you're, quote, beating the estimate and all that Uh, But sales, you either have them or you don't. And there's a lot of real serious accounting rules that go along with sales about when a company can book the sales in the quarter, things like that. And again, I'm not saying that some uh, shenanigans can't happen, that you can't, um, you know, well, we see it a lot with retail and this is not them messing around with sales, but uh, say for instance, with the Easter holiday, That changes every year, the week that Easter is on. And certain sales can be in uh, the fiscal fourth quarter or sometimes the fiscal first quarter, or it gets moved around depending on the calendar year for that retailer. And it can make a difference in the quarter if it's moved, you know, dramatically different into the other quarter. So stuff like that can happen but price to sales, it's just hard to fake. You either have it or you don't. So adding the price to sales to the Zacks rank out of the screen gave me 176 companies. That's pretty many. So I wanted to narrow that down a little bit more and I wanted to get rid of the really small micro caps. So I added stocks that have a cap of 500 million or more, still small caps, and for some people that 500 million might even be kind of micro cap-ish, but I still wanted to capture some of those, uh, you know, under billion companies, but I didn't want the 200 million. So I eliminated all those and this screen gave me 125 stacks. That's still a lot. I thought I would eliminate at least half, but no, um, I went from 176 to 125, but it was a good enough list for me to look through and pull out five names that I thought were kind of interesting in there. There were a lot of interesting stocks actually, because again, remember this is just price to sales. So you may not have a value PE or a PEG or some of the other things that we look for, but you do have the price to sales under one. So who is cheap right now? Let's get into the five stocks because there's some interesting ones on here that I haven't really covered before, like I said. Okay. So the first stock I think I have talked about on the Value Investor Podcast and it's Allstate, ticker ALL. They are the property and auto insurer And they've been down, these shares been down as much as 25% this year. So not surprising that they have some value um, credentials here, but they have rebounded off the lows. They're still down 8.1% year to date though. So, um, pretty cheap. Price to sales is 0.8. And then I took a look at the PE and the pegs and and whatnot just to kind of see. And this does have a PE of 10.2. So it's still got that value PE. But earnings for fiscal 2019 expected to be up 15% and then fiscal 2020 5.5%. So if you can get some of these insurance, and I know what you're thinking. Tracy, no. insurance. no, but think of Warren Buffett and Geico. That's been one of his long term all-time best investments. And insurance, everybody's got to have it. and it just kind of keeps keeps hanging around for hundreds of years, basically. That's how long ago Lloyd's of London goes back to. So um, don't feel like, you know, necessarily that these the insurance side of things is, you know, quote unquote, boring. But if you get it at a cheap enough price too, a lot of opportunity in insurance. So that's Allstate ALL. Then let's switch over to a retailer, Best Buy. I haven't talked about them in a long time. Ticker BBY. Price to sales is just 0.4. I took a look at the PE and it's 12.4. They almost have it. On the peg too, they're at 1.1 and I usually look for a peg of one or under, but that's close. So that's pretty attractive too. These shares are down 12.8% year to date. So that's why we're getting it a little cheaper. People get nervous about the consumer. But fiscal 2020... 5.6% earnings growth, fiscal 2021, 6.1. You're not going to get the super huge earnings growth with this more mature company, but that's pretty solid for Best Buy. And you get a dividend yielding 2.9%. And actually on Allstate backing up a bit, you get a dividend there to 2.1 with Allstate. So 2.9, not too bad for Best Buy to kind of hang out in it um, if you are a longer term investor. And then let's switch over to food distribution. Now this one is one of my favorite companies. And so I was kind of surprised to see them on here, but their P is a little bit higher, which is why normally my screens do not uh, take this one, but it's Cisco, but it's not Cisco, the tech company, it's the food distribution company, S-Y-S-C-O is the name. Um, And the ticker is S-Y-Y. So you see these trucks a lot in major cities when they supply restaurants and all of that with their food. And you see these trucks driving down, you know, major uh, urban areas because they're everywhere. Price to sales is just 0.6. Their PE, like I said, is a little bit out of my range right now. PE is 194 But the PEG is 1.9, so not too bad on the PEG. You do have like great earnings growth, fiscal 2019, 8.3%, fiscal 2020, 10.4 again. And year to date, they're up 5.2%. And you do get the dividend, 2.4% with Cisco. But this is kind of a quiet one. Now shares seemingly look like they've peaked off the last earnings and then they're just kind of hanging out. I'm not sure if they're going to get another boost here or if they're going to pull back. So I'm going to keep this one on my watch list now that I know that the price to sales is so attractive here. Because again, this is one of my favorite companies. Then let's switch back to the retail side. And this is a company I never have mentioned here, I don't believe, because the PE is pretty high, but Walmart is on the list. WMT is that ticker. Year to date they're up three point six only because again, the retailers, people are worried about, you know, slowdown, recession, all those things. Price to sales, though, is also just 0.6 for this one. P.E., though, 21 times. So the P.E. is pretty high, and the PEG is pretty high, too, because it's not a big, fast grower. PEG is 4.6. So 2019 earnings decline of 3.2, and then 2020, 5.1% gain. So we don't have the value trap situation here. But And then this kind of earnings growth is pretty standard for the Walmart company that size, With this maturity level, they're just not going to do, you know, double digits much anymore for them. So dividend, you do get that 2.1% with Walmart. And then rounding it up, we're going to switch to the healthcare side. The HMOs, they've all been beaten down this year because of Medicare for All, even though we're not getting Medicare for all. There's no there's no legislation right now. There's no debate over it really right now, but it's in the news and it's a proposal that's kind of out there. So everybody's getting real nervous about the health insurers. Um, I've covered some of them in the past, but all of them have been sold down pretty pretty dramatically. A few have bounced off the lows now. So the company I chose today and that made the, the cut on the screen was Centene, ticker CNC, and they have a price to sales ratio of just 0.4. PE now is 14.2. And their peg almost makes the the peg uh, ratio requirement at 1.1. That's pretty attractive though. 2019 earnings expected to be up 19.5%. 2020, another 13%. That's why you got that attractive peg. And no dividend with this one though. So you're just going in to get, you know, returns on the stock. Year to date the shares are up but just 2.4% and they are up off that bottom a little bit. But take a look at the other health insurers too, a lot of them being beaten up. There's been a few insiders buying some of these. So I'm keeping a watch on that because I might have to do a whole other podcast about, you know, like I've done in the past about you won't believe where the insiders are buying. And if I see mass insider buying at some of these health insurers, then that could make the cut. But we'll see. I've just seen a little bit so far. Um, But Centene is the choice for this screen, and it's CNC. So those are some interesting stocks, I feel. That's why I like the price-to-sales ratio. It does unveil some stocks that you otherwise would not get in just a straightforward PE screen or even a PEG screen or a price-to-book screen, for that matter. And you're still getting a cheap component of the stock because you are buying those sales at a really good, you know, lower price there. So that's what I like. I like to get my sales on sale, so to speak. So let's recap those stocks again. We had Allstate, ticker ALL, if you're looking at the insurers, but non-health insurance, that's the property side. You have uh, Best Buy, BBY, and Walmart on the retail side, WMT. Those are some big big retailers. Then we had food distribution, this kind of hidden one that nobody pays attention to, but it's great stock. SYY is the ticker there. And then the health insurers all pretty much beaten down. T- uh, Centene, ticker CNC there. So be sure to subscribe so you didn't miss a single episode. We're on Spotify as a standalone show and we're on Apple Podcasts as a standalone. So get us on one of those or you can get us on SoundCloud with the Zach's Market Edge. So you get two for the price of one over there. But every week I'm bringing you value stocks or value just analysis and discussion here. And I'm also bringing just stocks in general on the Market Edge. So be sure to subscribe so you get some stocks somewhere and I'll be back again next week with some more value stocks.